aggressive that time. She I was. I think it's because uh, we're hi, everybody. talking. Uh, hello. There's a delay if you haven't picked hi. up on it. <laughs> Only a small one. Small one. Um, but hi, I'm Lauren. I'm Bridget, and you're listening to Gateway Anime Podcast. I'm eating chips. The Sorry. podcast where we force you to like things that we like because that's what we do. We just all want to be friends. Why can't we be friends? Uh, yeah, so no. it's also like an ice apocalypse in Texas right now, so it's really weird. Lauren's more just wet and cold, and my, mine is tree branches are snapping because they're all covered in like a two-inch layer of ice. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. I just got I just got wet and cold. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm okay with. Isn't it weird that only you're only like an hour south of me, and it's that drastic of a difference? That equator, man, <laughs> just radiates <laughs> that heat. We're, we're not that close. <laughs> when I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, and we were just learning about the equator. I was like, so that's like the source of all heat in the world, and then. One of my teachers told me that the line on a globe is like, because it had like that seam on the globe, because that's where they put the globe together, right? It's yeah. like the equator. And I was like, oh my God. So I really thought that it just opened up right there. And that's where like all the lava in the world came from. Yeah, I was like five. Okay. Let's, let's just, before we you tell me how stupid I am, I was five. And I literally thought the world like opened into the ground right there. And that's literally where all of like heat waves came from. It's just the wind blowing that heat from the open lava pit into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I mean, you were five, so that makes sense. It's child logic. But I literally am sitting here like, what do I say to that? Like. <laughs> Uh, I just shared with you a deeply personal childhood. Rah, 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 rah. I feel like you, you thought Earth was like... like I was insane. <laughs> I did. I did think that. Earth was like Pac-Man oh. and the lava came out. And I really love that. So, I mean, not exactly wrong. Maybe not in that specific <laughs> point. I just loved in elementary school, someone was like, Earth is like pimples, and you know, you get stuff that comes up and it ruptures out of your face, and I was like, yeah, and they were like, that's Earth, <laughs> that's, you know, volcanoes, and I was like, makes sense. <laughs> so from a young age, I was like, volcanoes are Earth pimples. <laughs> get really red and flaming yet. I was like, God's gotta squish it. Anyway, so, we're weird, kids. <laughs> that's okay. Um... It made us special, and <laughs> I like that for us. Uh, I like that for us. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you my dill pickle yeah. chips. Um, All right, yeah. well, uh, <laughs> so this week, this week, what did we watch? We watched three episodes this week. We watched episode five, First Battle, The Struggle for Trust, part one. Episode six, The World the Girl Saw, The Struggle for Trust, part two. Episode 7 called Struggle Cross Part 3. Guess what? There's many Struggle Cross and we are not even halfway done with them. So prepare yourself for a continuing struggle. When they say but struggle, legit struggle here. Yeah. Lots of struggle. So much struggle. It, it's very real. 
Um, but here's your epic five first battle fun nation summary. Are you ready? Ready. Gotcha. So Aaron faces off against the colossal Titan after it appears out of nowhere and knocks a, a strategic hole in the Rose Wall Gate. As Titans swarm the city, the newly graduated cadets are called in to fight in brutal battle that won't be without casualties. That's it. I, I think that's solid. Yep. Solid summary. Yeah, it's not bad. Because it Makes tells sense. you exactly too much away. Yep, exactly where we started. Is your mic set to your which which microphone are you set on again? Jesus. Oh my god. Why does it keep switching? I don't know, but I was like, why, why, why can I hear your jacket? <laughs> okay, Lord? is this better? Yeah. Lord's computer Jeez. hates us for some reason. I I don't know what's going on with it today. It was so fine the last like three episodes, and today it's just being the biggest butt. I even I restarted it. I like gave it a nice little nap. I charged it all day. What? I don't generally do that. I just let it die and then plug it in right before we record. That's actually <laughs> supposed to be better for your battery, right. though. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I I attempted my bad. It just it. it just really hates yeah. your microphone and it's so odd. Okay, paid thirty bucks for microphone. Jeez, think it's like forty bucks. For this you thing. sounded like a robot for a second, and it was. I just can't wait for you to go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast because it's. Um, see, did it again. It sounds almost like there's like static electricity running through your microphone. It's so weird. Uh, it's still on this mic. Yeah, no, know. it didn't sound like the mic was... It didn't sound like clothes. It sounded like, I don't know, electro, like, shocked your microphone. It was very distinct, weird noise. But, all right. Uh, here we go. You ready? That was a good summary? No. Now let's, yes. let's break it down. All right. So, they really love recapping in all of these episodes in the beginning for some reason. Uh, and they're never a short recap. But year 845 is when the colossal and armored titan hit the wall. 20% of human race vanished while Maria is compromised. 850, five years later, colossal titan's back. Wham, bam. Here we are. Colossal titan literally just sweeps the arm across and knocks all of their cannons off. Um, Aaron realizes that this Titan's a little bit different. Like, they have, like, abnormal Titans. But uh, this one is different because it's like, hey, those cannons are going to hurt me. I'm going to sweep my arm and I'm going to just take them out. And Aaron realizes this Titan probably has intelligence. Like, it is very aware of what it's doing. Um, the Colossal Titan also, we see, can release steam and uh, blow people off of them if they're getting too close and burn them. Um, but Aaron goes in to make the final blow. The steam is blown, he can't really see, and when he swipes in what should be the killing blow for the Titan, it's gone. You can see the footprints of where it used to be, but Titan has just vanished into thin air. Um, just like five years ago. 
So they have to go back to headquarters and report all the details because they were close to the Titan, uh, and the advance team's going to go hunt him down. So people are having to retreat inward because the Colossal Titan did just, like, shove its knee through the wall yet again and created another breach in the wall. Um, and that's great. That's just great. Everyone's having, everyone else has to go and take down the Titans. So, like, these cadets literally just graduated. They're not deployed anywhere yet. They're all in the city. And um, now the life's about to hit them really hard. So Mikasa is looking at that one couple hugging. I write down their names later because it's... Their names are Hana and Franz. Yeah. Hana and That's, Franz. I, I don't remember Franz's last name. That's all you need to know. Did because... I have him in here? Okay. His name is Franz Kefta and her name is Hana Diamond, which okay. is a weird name for anyone who has that name. Sorry to know. <laughs> um, so that's them. We'll we'll talk about them later. Um, ah, uh, so Mikasa is looking at them, and I'm like, she just wants that with Aaron so bad. She's got the hots for him. Um, hole in the wall is about eight meters wide. Armin's starting to freak out a little bit, and he's, like, shaking, trying to put his ODM gear together because they don't have a way to hoist that boulder that would plug the hole. And so uh, it's really, really inconvenient, and they're just not strong enough. There's giant rock that would be perfect, and wouldn't it be great if someone could lift a giant rock like Atlas or something? But yet here we are without Atlas. Uh, Titans are starting to come through the hole in the wall. Uh, and then we see Pixis, Commander Pixis. Um, he is in like an inner ring, and he's playing chess with a rich aristocrat, aristocrat, take it, aristocrat lord on the inner part of the city. He will never say it right the first time. I even think about it, and it still comes out cat instead of crat. Uh, so they're all well fed. You can see they're like munching. <laughs> Because the cat's the only cat. No knows where it's at. Um, Basically, you see they're not famining in this place and there's no worries. But then a messenger comes in and telling them about the city of Trost, the gates being destroyed, and picks his chucks. can I just say... Yeah. That lord is an absolute monster for eating three differently flavored cookies at one time. Yeah, that's wrong. Dude. Mess up your taste palette. Monster. Monster. Sorry, continue. We might see Titans, but that's monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a real monster. Who's the real enemy here? Alright, so a messenger Obviously comes in. Obviously, <laughs> And we see Pixis just, like, chug a bunch of alcohol and then marches off. That's a common theme later, ever, all the time. Pixis is, like... Always drunk. Um, but he's the, pretty cool, so... He I'll is cool. I like him, but the dude's always drunk. It's not great yeah, in the end. Yeah. Uh, Lord no. The Lord wants him to stay, but Pixis is ignoring him. The Lord's like, I, I, I order you to stay and defend me. Like, basically, he just wants to have his own personal security guard and live. And Pixis is like, no, my people are dying on the battlefield. I'm going there. So Pixis is cool. We like Pixis. Um, 
they get their briefing, and then uh, that the gate's destroyed, and that they should expect, you know, if the Colossal Titan popped up, Armored Titan's gonna pop up at any moment. Um, and that he's gonna destroy the gate, and, you know, then the same thing that happened to Walmart is gonna happen to Walrose. So, they're all a little freaked out. Uh, they're reminded that desertion is punishable by execution, and they're expected to lay down their lives if it calls for it, uh, being a part of the guard. Everyone's panicking. They're all new graduates. Jean wanted to be shipped off to the inner walls. He was one day away from being military police and going to the kingdom, so sucks to suck, Jean. Uh, <laughs> Mikasa tells Aaron that if things go bad, he's to find her, but Aaron is just, like, the most rude. Like, it infuriates me, the way he treats Mikasa in this scene. The way he treats Mikasa all the time, but in this scene, I'm like, you are such a brat. You are such a brat. So, like, at the same time, though, she's treating him like a total child when he, he is one. He's a soldier now. Okay, but he's not. Like, they're both children. She doesn't have the right to be like, you can't do this on your own. Come find me if anything goes wrong. He tells her, at least in the sub, this is, I don't know what if it translates differently, but he tells her, I'm a soldier, I have to follow orders. Like, I can't just abandon my post because you're afraid for me. Yeah, he and says that. I don't that. know if he says that in... But yeah, you can see where she's true. coming from, and she's like, I just don't want you to die. You can't die. And he's just like, hey, but get your act together. He's trying to shake the scared out of her because he knows that's not her anyway. I'm but, just saying. I Okay, I don't like Aaron... As a main character, I want to get that out there in <laughs> the world. Yeah, he's a friend character. I don't, I'm not like an Aaron apologist. He is a bad person. Like, I don't like him. You're but not a Jaegerist? If you can say, I am not a Jaegerist, turns out. But <laughs> if, which I mean, my favorite character is easily one of the worst characters in the entire show. But we'll get into that in later seasons, which is fine. Who is? I'll it? tell you who it is after we're done. Okay, I can't tell you right now. Like, <laughs> but, but what was I saying? But I'm saying that I can definitely see the point here. She shouldn't be treating him like a child, especially in front of all the other cadets. They were off to the side. And they were off to the side. No, everyone's listening to them. They all Not heard because the Aaron's speech. yelling, because no. Aaron's a child. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that she doesn't have to treat him like a child. But the way he walks off. A child. No, 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 no. The way he walks just off saying. and he's like, look at me because I don't have to do He's such a baby. Like, I would have headbutted him back and been like, get, get your act together. Their entire lives. And he obviously doesn't need it, which we see in the second episode. Oh, okay. Well, I'm we'll just see. saying. Again, I don't like Aaron. He's but Aaron's crap. got some balls and he can take care of himself and the people around him. It's so fine. I mean, I this is hard for me because I am watching the series as it's weekly premiering live, and then I'm also going backwards. Mm. So it's like at the same time I know what's happening and I know what caused, and I'm just like, 
It's a lot of emotions fighting uh, each other because I have to act ignorant for this season, but I know what's happening in this season. <laughs> I'm just like... Just so everyone knows, Lauren is not caught up. She watched half of season four, part one, and stopped watching. I'm watching every <laughs> week. Aaron pissed off. <laughs> but I will watch it. Eventually. If he thinks he made you mad then. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to make you mad to the entire thing. Oh, also, yeah. my favorite character is a bad person. And I know bad things are going to happen. And I'm upset about I it. I am so curious. So. I Let's hurry up and wrap the show up so I can hear what <laughs> your favorite okay. character is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I think you switched mics again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's the right microphone. It is? But yeah. I can hear your jacket moving on it. I don't know, dude. It, it switched to the correct microphone. That's weird. Okay, here we go. Oh here we go. Oh my god. It just went away. It just went away. Hold on. <laughs> it's like, but I can hear your jacket. Your computer lies. Okay. There you go. I'm mad. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Anyway, Mikasa and Aaron. Mikasa and Aaron. Gosh, Mikasa. Golly. Dang, Texas. Uh, anyway, they're the worst. Mikasa and Aristocats. Lord. I'm writing this down because what a great episode name. Mikasa. Mikasa and Mikasa. <laughs> Mikasa as Sue Aristocat. Ugh. That just looks like gibberish. Anyway. Something dumb you said this <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, this, this episode's already got me all tongue-tied. Okay. So Mikasa is assigned to the rear guard because she's an elite soldier, and the elites are in the back moving forward. And the people in the front are, you know, like, the throwaway people. So that's where most of the cadets are. Uh, Mikasa tells Aaron, whatever happens, don't get yourself killed. That's, like, her parting words to him. Uh, and then Aaron's like, actually, I am gonna go die now, so please leave me I alone. wrote, literally, Aaron is the worst. <laughs> I have so there, many notes on I how just... mad I get at Aaron. So he is the worst, but I feel like we also need to acknowledge that Mikasa is also the worst. And yeah, they both suck. So toxic spiral, and poor Armin <laughs> is right in the middle of it. <laughs> like, yeah, sweet little just, normal child Armin, and then toxic. I don't care about my life. Yeah, it's so. Then we have a flashback uh, when they're in class about the Titans. Um, they lack reproductive organs, so we don't know how they reproduce or how they got here. They only have an appetite for humans, not other animals, but they don't consume humans to live. It is purely for pressure. They're, I mean, pleasure, not pressure. Pleasure. They're just in it for the kill. But I don't know what's happening. You get pressured into it. The other hey, titans are like, hey, are you going to eat that? Hey, you going to eat that? You going to eat that? Triple dog dare you. Eat that kid. Eat that kid. Like, like are you like, or not? Yeah, like um, <laughs> peer pressure, teen, teen Titan peer pressure. Uh, <laughs> teen Titan peer pressure. Yeah, no. Teen <laughs> one, two, three, four, go. 
We're not, we're only on the first episode and we are so off the rails already. Like <laughs> oh this is, Okay. So their body I'm temperature so runs a crazy high degree. That's why they always steam up. Um the cannons aren't enough to kill them. You can take off a Titan's head, but they'll regenerate uh, within two minutes. So the only way to kill them is at the nape of the neck. Uh, the, if you get a deep strike in there, they won't regenerate. They just die, and then they kind of, like, steam up and dis disintegrate. They, like, cook themselves. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, So, uh, Aaron... <laughs> Literally, so they're, they're they're out in the city now. We're back to modern. No more flashback. They're on the roofs. They're getting ready to fight. Most of the cadets are in the front of the city because they're the weaker ones. Uh, and Aaron is literally so cocky. So co I'm like, I hope you do die. Because uh, he wants to raise in the rain. I was not like that when I first watched this. But watching back, I'm like, I hope you die. Uh, but he's like, we can raise in the like rain. Look at us. The second watch through, actually. Actually, I guess this is the third time I've watched season one because I watched it with Will whenever he watched it for the first time. But that was years ago. But I I actually like Aaron much more this time. And I honestly think it's because of his sub voice actor. He's just oh. much more, he's much less bratty than Bryce. And I, again, Bryce, you're wonderful. I love Inosuke. I'm sorry. But I love Inosuke, but man, this the voice Japanese here. voice actor is, is just so much, not calm. But his cockiness isn't like it doesn't come across as bratty. It comes across as like, all right, I have to do this now. Like determined. In the, you know in the dub, I mean? it is like a middle schooler. But I'm gonna difference. go kill all of these guys, and now you can't stop me. And I'm gonna get all the titans in the world. So let's go, Armin. That's how it sounds like in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, bruh. It's just, it's just so different in Japanese. Like I, I want you to watch it in Japanese because <laughs> it's, it's. I bounce around. He's just so much less of a jerk. And I, again, yeah. I don't like him. But I understand him more. And I can see him without just automatically hating him because of his stupid so, voice. So, one year ago, this week, one year ago, was when I started watching Attack on Titan for the first time. And mm -hmm. I loved Aaron. Like, I... I really liked him. I loved all the characters, and I was not a big fan. I was not a big fan of Armin. And now, one year later, where I am now, after having read all of the manga, watched all the shows so far, I'm like, Aaron's the worst. I cannot stand Aaron, except for older Aaron, but that's for other reasons. And then I love Armin because I'm like, Armin's this pure, good-hearted baby that we need to protect at all costs. Aaron, I hope you get eaten. Armin by is. Probably my second favorite character. I will have more to say about him in the next episode. Or at the end of this one. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> if we ever get there. Because uh, we, yeah. we're well, really. Who knows? Alright, here we go. So, um, the Vanguard was completely overwhelmed. They're at the front and, like, basically there are Titans everywhere. All of a sudden, this abnormal titan that can jump. So you have normal titans that are just dumb, walk around and eat people. And then you have abnormals who sometimes can do special things. Like, this one can leap, which is not great. Um, and we see a few others later. Uh, I think we saw one in the first episode. There was an abnormal that did something, but I don't remember what. Mm. Or maybe they were just talking about the armored titan and how he was running... I think they just called him abnormal. But this one can jump, like a little froggy. Um, 
And so uh, he jumps and everybody kind of dodges out of the way except for one person, that blonde soldier that I don't remember his name. Thomas. Thomas. Uh, his R. name R. is Thomas Wagner. Well, R.I.P. Thomas. R.I.P. Thomas because uh, he gets pinned up against like a clock tower and then like back broken and then just gets bit in half and then it swallows him. No, he doesn't get bit in half. He just gets swallowed. He swallows him whole. I, I, try, I try and specify how these people die because... I think it's important. Um, Aaron, of course, in a very childlike reaction, gets real angry, doesn't think it through, and runs at the Titan by himself. <laughs> uh, Armin follows, as Armin does in all of his life. Uh, and as Aaron swings over the Titan, all cocky, and was like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna get you, uh, the Titan jumps up and bites okay. Aaron's leg off. <laughs> It was a different Titan that jumped up and bit his leg off. True. He didn't see it because he was focused on the other one. He's still an idiot. But I want to clarify that he was an idiot who was surprised. A surprised idiot who is lacking a leg now. <laughs> yes. So at like the knee, down is gone. And Armin's like, yeah. ah, and Armin freezes and can't move. Um... And because all the others are following Aaron's lead, the surprised idiot, who's now, like, unconscious on a rooftop, bleeding, another titan slams another cadet, grab one grabs their ODM, like, rope grapple thing and yanks her down, and then everyone's just getting demolished and eaten, and it's a bloodbath, and Armin is frozen in fear, like, just shaking, but then... This iconic, giant, bearded, Santa Claus-looking Titan. I Pops. also called him the Santa Claus Titan. <laughs> I mean, it's a be that beard is like a very distinct Santa Claus beard. Um, picks up Armin and just uh, pops him in his mouth. Doesn't bite him. Just gonna swallow him whole. You know, like when... Uh, I don't know what I can relate that to. I was thinking of something and I got nothing. Um, Mashed potatoes? But, but I'm thinking think like a whole, a whole thing, know. like a whole, a whole thing, like an M and M. I would chew it. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't. A noodle. I don't know. I chew like most like a good old noodle. spaghetti noodle that you go. <laughs> that's Armin. <laughs> He's the noodle. Do chew noodles. I do Ooh, some, I but if they're noodles. like if they're like short, no. Like I don't know. Anyway, we'll get we'll address that. <laughs> Later. <laughs> I feel touched on my noodle consumption. <laughs> Alright, equator. <laughs> okay, ow. I guess I deserve that, but Do you not chew I was noodles. a child. I was a child. I learned how to chew noodles when I was You're a child. You're a grown woman. You don't chew noodles. I chew some of them, but like sometimes macaroni doesn't need chewing. I, I savor the cheesy and go. Anyway. Anyway. like Or like like uh, okay. SpaghettiOs. Why, why do we chew those? Uh, okay, that's that's fair. Those are small enough to not have to chew. Armin I'll is a SpaghettiO. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Aaron sees this, but is all bloodied and dazed and probably got a concussion from his fall and, you know, lack of a leg. And Aaron has a flashback of him and Armin as kids and Armin having this book about the outside world, which is illegal. Um, they learn and talk about the sea and how it's salty. They talk about deserts like Antarctica, ice, snow, all these crazy things they've never seen. Um, and Armin says his parents are planning on sneaking outside the walls that night to see it for themselves. Now remember, and we've only met come back. we've only met Armin's grandpa because so that they, we presume they maybe did get out of the walls, and that's not great. Um. Also, why would you leave your kid? That's so rude. Um, but it's so dangerous to try to take him. I don't know. Maybe they thought they could find something. We may never know. That's the fan fiction for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Armin is now slowly sliding down the throat of Santa Claus Titan. And then all of a sudden, Aaron's in the throat. He's got his um, sword uh, like in the mouth, like holding it up. Um, and he grabs Armin. And throws him out of the Titan's mouth. And then Aaron reaches his hand out to Armin and is like, we have to go see the outside world. We have to do it. Why is Why? he lamenting and monologuing while in the mouth of a Titan? Because he's a child. Uh, and like, then, because uh, he can't get out. Can you imagine the immense pressure that he is trying to hold up with one leg and all the blood that he's lost? See, I think this is a really great Aaron moment. No, no, wait. <laughs> Wait, I think this is a really great Aaron moment. He is injured, he is bleeding to death, and he still goes and saves his best friend's life so that he can fulfill his dream that he's had since he's been a child. I think that is really, it, it's heroic. It really is. It's a very nice moment for him. And, and yeah, he's an idiot, but he's a sweet idiot. In my first. first in my first viewing of Attack on Titan, I agree with that. In my second viewing of Attack on Titan, I'm like, that's probably like when you get a chip in your mouth and it's like this and it hurts. You're not putting pressure on it. You're like, ow, and then you just kind of go for it. That's what I feel like the Titan's doing. Um, and I mean, then probably I feel like Aaron has but a does, hero does that complex. Lesson, does that lessen the fact that Aaron just saved Armin's life at the expense of his own? No. Then there you go. So Thank you. That's all I needed. I, I have two different views. I have first time viewer and now viewer. Because this show... I can't say what the show... It's really complicated. And if you watch the new season <laughs> of Attack on Titan, you understand why it's really complicated for me to talk about things that are happening in season one. Even though they have nothing to do with season four, they have everything to do with season Okay. One. But here's the thing. If you can just separate yourself from what you've already seen and look at it again as that first-time viewer, that's what I'm doing. I've watched this season three times all the way through. And now I'm on my third and a half viewing, right? And I can, I'm just not thinking about anything that comes after. I mean, I am, but I'm pushing them to the side as they come up. Yeah, yeah. And if you can look at it that way. I I, I is, am, but I'm going to share a good both, moment. both viewpoints. But yes, this is a good Aaron, he loves his friends. He will do anything for his friends. Die for them. Okay. 
So, as Aaron reaches his hand out to Armin, tells him he needs to go see the sea, uh, the Titan's mouth snaps shut, and Aaron's arm falls to the ground outside of the Titan's mouth, but Aaron is swallowed. Sans arm and sans leg. <laughs> so, bam, bam, bam. Our main character <laughs> has uh, been chopped up and swallowed by a Titan. Armin screams this blood-curdling <laughs> scream uh, that Lauren and I were just scream. talking about, and it, it literally shakes you. And Mika Mikasa, gosh dang it, I know her name, but when I'm reading it, <laughs> I say Mikasa. I know. When you read it, I know. I know. It's Ugh. like, I in a conversation, I will say it right, but when I read it, I'm like, nope, there it went. Um, but Mikasa looks back in horror, either after hearing Armin scream, or because she can sense that Aaron's died and something's wrong. I like to think it's a bit of both. Uh, Me so, too. after credits, I didn't write down the quote. Basically, it's talking about, like, the smell of death and all this stuff. It's very, It went by really fast, and the after credit, like, scene that we see is just still everyone hiding or injured from Titans and having flashbacks of life before this moment. Which is not that hopeful, but there it is. I remember watching this episode. I think this is the episode where I really got hooked on Attack on Titan, because how can you not? I'd never seen a main character just die before. Yeah, like, like we have literally only followed was, like Aaron stakes. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was watching this, just like, well, who's taking over now? Like, is it just Armin? And I did not give Armin a fair chance when I first watched this anime either. Now I adore him, but like at the time, I was like, I have to deal with this kid now. I don't even know if he's a boy or a girl. Like, I was so mad. I was always and very then, confused on that too. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Armin's a boy, just so everyone knows. He is voiced by a woman in, in the sub. Yeah, but it, he is a boy. Fun fact. Took took some of us a longer time to get that fact. Uh, but yeah. yeah. And I was the same. Was not <sighs> a big Armin person in the first watch. In the second watch, I'm like, that that is the most realistic reactions that he is having right now. If I was suddenly in an mm -hmm. army and then these giants were coming and my friends got eaten. Absolutely would be the same kind of thing. I like to think I could be like Absolutely Mikasa. Absolutely no time to prepare to. But I am not. I would end up being like Armin. Let's be real. Most of us would. I would definitely. I would either pull an Armin or an Aaron or something in between where I would do something really stupid and die instantly. Or I would be too afraid to do anything and just stop moving. Yeah. That's the honest truth. Or I'd be a Jean if I want to be completely honest and just be a little biatch about it. I feel like I'd, I'd end up I being more be like of a that. Connie. I'd be trying to take care of the others and get everybody and be like, can't leave anybody, can't leave anybody. But we don't see much of Connie in this, so I can't really tell. But I I just really love Connie and Sasha. Okay. Episode 6. Lauren? Are you ready for your voice actors? Oh, Wait, yeah! I got voice actors and fun facts, dude. <laughs> don't just skip me. Why do you hate me, Bridget? I'm just used to everybody being dead, and I'm like, let's, ah. let's go. I just really want to know what your favorite character is. Yeah, they died. They died, but they talk first. <laughs> so let's get into it. Even if only two lines. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five characters in this. There are three characters that talk in this. 
but then die, but they don't have names until the third episode of this episode. So I will be going over their voice actors then. Um, but for right now, the people who have spoken with names, they start with Hana. <laughs> Hana Dement. Her English voice actor is uh, Tia Ballard, and she plays Happy the Cat from Fairy Tale. Uh, Yashiro Ni in Toilet Bound Hanukkah Kun. Don't ask me what that is because okay. it's awesome, but I don't want to get into it right <laughs> oh, now. Okay. <laughs> that was like interesting name. She also plays. <laughs> she also plays uh, Kokomi in uh, the disastrous life of Saike, and uh, the Japanese voice actor is Megumi Sato. And she plays uh, Citron's uh, Dany in Pokemon the movie hmm. and Briere in Fairy Tale. Then we've got Franz Kefka. Everybody's in Fairy Tale, man. Everyone is in Fairy Tale, that's <laughs> true. Uh, Franz Kefka, his English voice actor is James Chandler, and he's just done a handful of additional voices in pretty much everything, so I did not write him down. And that's including a lot of this. additional voices in Attack on Titan, actually. Yeah, so prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the Japanese voice actor is Kenta Okuna. Uh, he plays uh, Sochioka in Skate to the Infinity. He plays Cementos, Manuel, and Centerpeter in My Hero Academia. Cementos! And he also plays... Yeah! Like he also plays a sportsmaster in Young Justice. And Todd from Bojack Horseman in the <laughs> Japanese dub of that, which I loved. So I was like, okay, Todd, let's go. I just loved all these uh, like intricate got... names, and then you're like, and Todd. <laughs> and Todd. Uh, you know Todd. Oh, that Todd. Uh, then we've got... <laughs> Dot Pixis. He's played by R. Bruce Elliott, who's been just a whole lot of people, y'all, <laughs> a whole lot of people. Um, but he was uh, Captain Ginyu in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, he was Hoshikawa in Wolf Children, Tanaka in Black Butler, and he was also Bisque Grand and Dr. Knox, Knox in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So, uh, Bisque Grand was the other kind of evil dude with the big mustache, State Alchemist. Ah, ah, he ah. was at war. Yeah. And then um, Dr. Knox, of course, the, uh, the body examiner who helps them. And, you know. And then his oh, uh, that's Japanese weird. voice actor. I can actor hear it is... now. I've, I've, the dad's. Yeah, right? Yeah. This. <laughs> Like, once they said it, I was like, oh. Isn't that okay. so weird? You can hear the voices, right. but you don't put it together, and then someone tells you, and then immediately that line is drawn. You're like, ah, yep, there it is. I don't know. I'm kind of a queen of guessing voices. I was watching Arcane with Dana. <laughs> we were in um, Seattle in a hotel room, and we were watching it, and there's this one character named Victor, and the entire I just I really like to guess voice actors it's like my favorite thing and I'll just be watch I watch a lot of cartoons so they all come from literally everywhere and I was yeah. watching it and this character Victor I was like you know his voice is really familiar and so Dana looked it up because she's so tired of me just saying because that's how it always starts I'm like you know what this voice is really familiar and then I guess it and she gets so mad but I look like I she looked it up and she was like, all right, you're never going to guess it. So we're listening to it. And all of a sudden, 
I'm not going to tell you what happens because I know you want to watch it, but we were, <laughs> there's like one point where the character gives off this guttural scream. And also he speaks in Russian, oh. like he has a Russian accent. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I think this is Mr. Mason from uh, that one, uh, from Jane Aaron. She was like, excuse me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, but he's from something else. So she's like scrolling through IMDb of this actor. And I was like, okay, this is going to be crazy. And she's looking at me and she's already pissed off. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, is this, is this Varys Targaryen from Game of Thrones? And she so just screams specific. at me. And she was like, you got that from Mr. Mason in Jade Eyre? I was like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because Mr. Mason has an accent and it sounded slightly familiar for just a moment. So thank you. And I am the queen of voice actors. That's my point. Anyway, don't play the game with me. <laughs> okay, bad. okay, but wait, 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 wait. So... I had a moment like that while watching our three episodes for this week, and it it was, I think it was Connie, okay. and Connie went, damn it, and it was like, Bakugo? Is that the same voice yeah. actor? I told you last week that it was Bakugo. Oh, mm -hmm. well, good. I Would you not pay attention to me when I tell you names? I do, you but butts. I have no short-term memory, and so he went, he said, damn it, and I was like. That is a, the exact phrase and sound that Bakugo makes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's weird because his Japanese voice actor is Zenetsu from Demon Slayer. And it's <laughs> well, just very such different, a different character vibe than <laughs> yeah. uh, Cliff, Clifton. It's just like a different sound completely. But it works. You they say both work Clifton? really well. What is his name? Is Connie! Connie! No, the voice actor. Oh! Like Connie, the voice actor. I was like, Connie's not Clifton. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, his name is Clifford Chap Chapin. Okay, that's I put his two names together. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, I'm going to go back to my voice actor list because I still <laughs> have two more after this. Um. So the Japanese voice actor for Dob Pixis is Masahiko Tanaka, and he's he plays... um. Guron from Full Metal Panic, Ryu in the original Shaman King, and in the new one. Super cool that they brought him back. And he's the fourth Kazekage in Naruto, which is the Hokage of the Sand Village. So, just so you know. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> then there's Lord Wald. His English voice actor is Barry Yaddle, and he plays Mori in Dragon Ball Z, William T. Spears in Black Butler, and, of course, Yoki in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, and then his another hated character. <laughs> wow, he's just really good at being a little bee. I know? guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese voice actor's name is Kosuke Takaguchi, and he plays muscular in My Hero Academia. Ugh. Falco Lombardi in Star Fox Zero and Durana in Hyrule Warriors, who is the king of the Goron people, which is really dope for me. I, okay, no, I'm not going to go in this tangent. We'll talk about Zelda at some other point in our lives. Okay. And then uh, the last <laughs> character I have is, of course, the late Thomas Wagner. All right. <laughs> His English voice actor is Duncan Brannon, and he plays uh, Shogo Sato in Yu Yu Hakusho. 
He's a number 48 or the younger Slicer brother in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So he's the bottom half of the guy <laughs> that Ed fights. He's the bottom half of the armor. He, <laughs> he also plays <laughs> Sichichiro in Samurai 7. And then his Japanese voice actor, the only thing that I could find really for him, uh, his name is, uh, sorry, is uh, Shigeyuki Sashike, and he plays uh, Wei Lu in Kiroko's Basketball, which is a really popular basketball anime that's on Netflix that I have not started. All so those right. are all my voice actors for this. I don't have many fun facts, but I was able to find the mid-episode slides. In which is helpful. Say. Yeah. So, uh so I just listed both of them together. I don't know where they leave off. But this uh, this first one is about uh, wall-mounted artillery. So it says, prior to ODM gear, cannons were humanity's primary anti-Titan weapon. In order to make up for their lack of mobility, the cannons were placed on the walls. And, and defensive improvements were made to the walls as well. So the grape shot is a law lethally, but effective is law lethally. That's what it says. Law All lethally. Right. I thought it meant lethal. Uh, like, no, like, I don't know. Like by law, law lethally, lethally, but lethal. I, don't know. I guess so. But weird. effective at stopping Titan movement. It was a weird sentence. I read it four times. But now that just now that sentence doesn't make sense. By law, I know. Law lethally, but whatever. All right. <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, it says the shells deals a large amount of damage but they are extremely uh, inaccurate making it very difficult to aim and hit the target so basically cannons suck yeah. but you know yeah. if you can't do anything else you got cannons <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt your last resort cannons blast it out <laughs> when in doubt blast it out mm, that might be our new title uh, no no no! No! Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to give you the Funimation summary for episode 6, The World the Girls Saw, The Struggle for Trust, part 2. So, Armin tries to cope with the loss of his friends and allies after Titans massacre his squad. Elsewhere in the, in the city, Mikasa manages to take out several of the monsters, which brings back tragic memories of her past and the first time she met Eren. That is the summary for this episode. This episode, when I first watched it, really made me question my liking of Aaron. <laughs> Which I think I it does to most people. What happens in this episode, and I am still in question on how this didn't affect their lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what like, I, mean? like, I guess therapy no was the thing back again. then, but like, <laughs> that child needed therapy. But, like, Okay, we'll we'll get into it when we get there. But I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Just like so did Grisha. <laughs> like, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This was just dropped way too fast for my liking. Uh, anyway, go ahead and read. <laughs> All right, we'll, here we go. We'll talk about it because that we'll stop at that point because I'm sure anybody watching yeah, also is a little disturbed again from that. Um, okay, so Connie has found Ar uh, Armin, not Aaron. R.I.P. Uh, Connie has found Armin to talk and try and make. He's trying to get him to talk, trying to make him come to. He's kind of like just cut off from the world, like mentally. I mean, if your best friend just got like 
chopped up and swallowed, you would also be a little freaked out. Armin's entire squad but him was killed. And Connie's trying to figure out what happened and where his squad, because Armin can't, like, articulate what happened. Armin just starts scr yeah, screaming again and losing it. And it's it's really like bone chill. Imagine like your friend's like dazed and you're like, hey, are you okay? And he just like looks at you like panic wide eyed and just starts screaming. I would have been like, oh, I probably would have hit them and been like, stop. Like, because I don't. That's yeah, I don't fine. know what I would have done, but I wouldn't just stand there and be like, okay, keep screaming. Get it I would have been like, ah! <laughs> Plug right? their plug like, their mouth. Like ah! <laughs> what I hit, what I do. Some kind of reaction. Yeah. Um oh. so he starts yelling that he's worthless and he should die, which sad boy. Uh Connie doesn't want to assume that everyone's dead, but Ymir is like standing there and is like, Dog, don't you get it? His whole squad's dead. And that he's practically dead, he's a burden, they should just leave him and Krista comes in and is like, no, no, no. And she's trying to keep the peace. Krista's always trying to keep the peace. She's I hate Krista. Oh. I I really, I didn't mind Krista the first couple of times I watched this. And I don't know if I'm just poisoned from the future. You're poisoned I, from the future. I really just dislike Krista. You're I pulling, a, you're pulling me, so much. me and Aaron because in this point, Krista is just <laughs> so good. She All she's ever done is, is try to not? take, yeah, all she's ever done is try or to take care of Sasha. She, she fed <laughs> Sasha. She comforted. She is the mother of their group right now. They need a comforter. <laughs> if I can't hate Erin right now, you can't hate Krista. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot about Erin. <laughs> Um, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I still hate her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still hate Aaron. <laughs> kind of. Good. <laughs> Emotionally, I do. Physically, I don't. Anyway, that's weirder now because they're kids. He's an adult when I'm watching yeah. right now. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> he's a he's a grown <laughs> adult. He's a grown adult man in season four. Uh, there's a big time jump. Um... So, Connie's not going to leave Armin, and Armin just, like, gets real monotone. It's absolutely terrifying. He goes, sorry to be a nuisance. And then, like, zips off to rendezvous with the rear guard. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, you could assume, like, you're like, all right, Armin's going to die because he's not in the right mindset. He's got, like, shell shock. Uh, Armin, on his Spider-Man swinging way back to the rear guard, realizes they've all been condemned since the beginning and that strength only preys on weakness. So he starts having flashbacks of when he was little and sees that Mikasa and Aaron knew how the world worked. They were strong and wanted to be strong for him. And he goes, I was a victim and I needed protection. And that's how they saw me. And Armin just wanted to be worth something and stand strong and be shoulder to shoulder with them. And so that's why he kept following them. I was like, I, it, I've got to do this with them. I can do this too. I can hold my own too. And it's really kind of, absolutely heartbreaking it's to, sad yeah it's really sad because this kid just tried so hard and he did everything right and then when it came up to the battle it's terrifying it's not and something you can it's not your for. fault you that a giant react yeah it's not your fault that a giant titan pops out of nowhere and like snaps your life. like it's not your fault man yeah. that poor kid and, you know we already got a preview of that from Hannes because you know he was a yeah. coward too he just couldn't make himself move and 
you know, and this is a, a child. This is a 15-year-old boy. Like, it's just, it's messed And up. until you have it's practice bad. with it, you're not going to be able to break that in yourself. And it's not like they've had practice with Titans busting in the wall. Lord, yeah, I like, think- imagine how nervous you were on your very first day of work. And I switch over again. Yeah. Nope, I'm, I'm here. Oh, I can hear that. Okay, okay. We're good. Okay. <laughs> like, imagine how nervous you were on your very first day of work, and all you had to do was, like, oh, I used to work in a movie theater, all I had to do was, like, give people candy and soda. Like, that's, that's it. But I had never done that before, yeah. so I was terrified. Can you imagine having to go and destroy things with swords while you're swinging from ropes? No, thank you. It feels <laughs> no, a little thank more you. complicated than our old job. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but some of those guests did feel like titans when they would come at you. And you're like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Why are you yelling Honestly. at me? <laughs> um, so you're just running like... <laughs> that's how I'm going to see every angry guest in the theater now. <laughs> also... Weird abnormal running titan is my favorite titan. Is that their that credited out. name? <laughs> yes, it's just abnormal running titan. He is my favorite titan. It's the I floppy arms. The floppy arms, like the bent, half bent yeah. floppy arms that get me. They're like they look like a T Rex if it could run fast. And the way that he like punted that guy out of the street, <laughs> just an accident. What he's like running <laughs> really great for me. <laughs> not even a well-drawn character. They just strictly, you know, it was a hard it's week not- at the studio, and they're like, <laughs> 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 it was so bad. But it, that's my favorite Titan. I would get that Titan tattooed on my body, just like a tiny little weird running Titan. I'm you really. Would you get that with me? No. <laughs> I would if it was. On- <laughs> yeah, do I it. would. I would if it was on my butt. Because I think that'd be really funny if someone pulls your pants down and looks at it. And if you wanted to do that. But the Titan that I want, I like Weird Running Titan. But I'm really hoping, it's in the manga for like the season four parts of the manga. And I'm really hoping MAPPA decides to animate it. But it is straight up um, uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk. (laughs) Like they copied a picture of Bob Odenkirk. As a Titan. Did you see it? I put it in our stories like two weeks ago. No. But it's it's like you cannot deny it. Like it is Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Like someone looked at a picture and drew him as a Titan. And I remember I had just convinced Shane to start reading the manga and apparently he was <laughs> he was like mowing the lawn and his like watch or headphones like read the text and it said LOL Bob Odenkirk Titan in this week's chapter and he like immediately stopped and went and grabbed his phone to look at this photo because I was like what is happening <laughs> I'll send you a picture it's bizarre i'll repost it on our on our page tomorrow but it's just like that so far that's been my favorite titan i've seen drawn because i'm like what (laughs) but i also love big nose bug eye one that one in the first one that's got like the big nose and they call it like the phineas from phineas and ferb (laughs) titan (laughs) yeah that's a good one too I know which one you're talking about. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Favorite non-important Titan? 
yeah. abnormal running titan. Love him. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> so great. Every time I see you, I'm going to run towards you like that now. <laughs> you better. If you don't, I we're not friends. <laughs> Whoa. It's a lot on the line now. If y'all are watching yeah, a lot us. Of pressure. If y'all are watching a video of us, so you should because it's just a lot of us. You should. We just did a lot of weird gestures. <laughs> okay, where were we? Yeah. Here we go. Armin. Um, Armin sees... Oh, yeah. Armin falls to the ground. Sees that married slash dating couple, Hans and Anna. Anna. In my notes... Franz. Franz. Okay, so in my notes, <laughs> that I got Franz. I thought it was Hans, but I got Franz, but I wrote Anna. Because I, sometimes they say people's names... Watching Frozen? <laughs> I... Franz and... Hans and Anna. Weird spinoff, but yeah. Well, maybe he finally got oh, his this is what happens to this. <laughs> uh, so Armin falls to the ground, sees them. She's giving Franz CPR and he's not breathing. Like, we don't see his injuries, but we see a lot of blood all around him. And i they don't really show his bottom so... half. I think his bottom half got, like, bit. Uh, probably, yeah. There's a lot of blood. Like, Lots a lot. Like, he's sitting in a pool of it. A lot of blood. So, and he's not moving or responding or breathing. It's just, so but she's she really so... just needs to let him go. Yeah, and so that's basically what Armin is like, like, sees that and is, like, freaked out and he's like, please stop, and then, like, zooms away again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Alright. But it's showing you, like, everyone they've known, like, you either make it or you don't. It's, it's... It's a it's a tight neat man world out there. Um so at the gate, this drama at the gate, because you know the city is supposed to Tross is supposed to be evacuating. Um and that's what all of the guard is doing is they're holding off Titans until they can close the gate and keep everyone safe. Um but people are trying to get through, but there's this giant wagon blocking the doorway so they can't get out the gate. Uh, the guy who owns the wagon is the president of the town's merchant guild. Uh, he says no one will get out of there unless the wagon makes it through first. Because he is, he, basically he's super entitled and he's like, I make all the money. I'm the one who provides mm -hmm. everything for you. This wagon's going first. I don't care if y'all die. Wagon first. And then y'all can come. Um, there are kids, families, they, everyone's stuck. They didn't give us his name in this episode. But he does come back around eventually, I think, because he does have a character name. Oh, okay. So be on the lookout for him, I guess. Oh my gosh. I don't remember where he comes in. My mom's making dinner. It smells I was like, what are you so doing? good in this house. All of a sudden, I just got like a wave of like cooked like meat. It smells like really good sausage. I was like, what is happening okay, right now? making chili tonight. I'm so... Oh, we're doing chili tomorrow for the cold. Yeah. yeah it's the perfect time. White people cold time. meal. White people cold meal. All right. <laughs> we love white people cold meals. We love white people cold meals. Lauren and I love soup. If there's something you need to know about us. We do. We love soup. We love soup. I exclusively Ooh. send Bridget anime and soup TikToks. It's but true. Cats here and there, but yeah. mostly anime and soup. Anime and, and I soup. I still want to make that pickle the soup. The dill pickle soup. I literally yes. was thinking about it today. So as soon as we can, that should be like our February date night, like for Galentine's. It doesn't have to be on Galentine's because our schedules are insane. But we should have a Galentine's yeah, dinner and we should make soup, the pickle soup. 
But I thought we were going to go to the Asian market and then go to that tiki place. Yes, we'll do both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we should do that soon. That No, because Will's included on that one. Because Will's going to come with you us. have to come. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> He's sitting over there at his desk because both of our desks are in our kitchen. But mine's over here and his is across the giant doorway. So I'm talking about him, but he has his bows on, so he can't hear me because he's listening. Whenever he studies, he listens to piano renditions of anime openings by this guy on YouTube called Animans, and he's like obsessed with him. And it's that sounds really cool. So he, it is. It's really good. He has a lot of good ones. He does Attack on Titan. Um, I love it. But yeah, on Titan it's music. Uh, it's it's pretty great. So he just well actually he's on his phone. I don't think he's paying attention to classic right now. William should be doing chemistry. Ugh. Oh my gosh, that's okay. Yeah, I'll how is he gonna it. human transmutate if he doesn't know chemistry? Come on, Will. Yeah, get it together. You want to be a state alchemist or what? You gotta pass your state alchemist exam. How else are you gonna keep that license, Will? I I feel so bad for when Will listens to this episode, like, maybe in a week, and he's like, what the? <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Tangents. Continue. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. So... The guy who owns... Oh, we already went over that. We know who the guy is. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, yes. Lauren's favorite Titan, the abnormal, weird-running <laughs> Titan, is now making his way to the crowd, and... Uh, making he, his way downtown, you know? Making his way fast. downtown. Faces fast and he's homebound. <laughs> anyway, I, honestly, if you're not watching us on video, you're missing out. Okay, um, so... <laughs> he's ignoring the scouts and he's going straight to the crowd of people. Uh, all of a sudden, Mikasa bur bursts out of nowhere and takes him out, like, right before he reaches the crowd, like, inches. And he just slams. And she's epically just standing on the nape of the neck and they're like, oh my gosh, Mikasa, she saved us. Um, and everyone's all, like, blushy face, like, oh my gosh, who is that? And she's like, like I love that voice. <laughs> That's the worst voice you've ever made. Mikasa. Dear Lord. Mikasa. Oh my gosh. Mikasa, I'm having a No, it's like horrible <laughs> ASMR. I can't take it. It reminds me of Stuart from <laughs> Mad TV when he's like, Stop. Uh, Stop. Look at, I Look at me. Look uh, what I can do. Mom, no. Stop. Okay, sorry. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I was telling Lauren, ever since, like, Aaron disappeared, like, <laughs> when he gets swallowed, Mikasa becomes an exponentially better character when Aaron's dead. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And she doesn't even know. That's the thing. She's just but over here being great. And I'm like, where was your personality? Free the from the burden episodes. of Aaron. <laughs> Bless. But she doesn't know that but she can feel her body knows her body she's like thank god yeah uh so mikasa asks what's going on with the wagon and she gets mad that she's like soldiers are dying back there because this is taking too long and you're the reason where we're stuck because you just want this physical stuff through there remember mikasa's lost like everything she doesn't really know but she's lost everything now um 
the merchant guy says that's their job, and she, he's like, oh, well, you, now you're going to complain because now you have to earn your keep as a soldier? Because remember, soldiers are not highly looked upon because they think they're a waste of tax money. Uh, and then Mikasa threatens because the guy. for a while, they didn't need They didn't do anything, like, yeah. 200 years. And now look, 100. Uh, gosh, it smells so good in this house. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then it's like, I haven't ate today other than those pickle chips you just saw me eat, so it's like, I feel like Spider Pig when he floats following the pie smell. That's how I feel right now. You feel uh, like Spider Pig. It's a really specific instance, but that is like what's happening to my body. Um, so Mikasa threatens the guy, and he says her com- her commander and him are old friends. Um, this is my favorite line she's got. And he goes, one word to him and you'll be court-martialed. And she sticks the blade next to his head and stabs right behind him, really close to him. And she goes, will that word come from beyond the grave? And I was like, yes, girl, get him. And so uh, he threatens him and he goes, all right, move the wagon, let people through. And then we'll do th- deal with the wagon. Yes. Mikasa. Better. Free from Aaron. Uh, so the little girl and the mom thinks Mikasa, and she just, like, feels like this is her place. She feels her calling, and I really love that for her. Um, a higher-up says that she did good, uh, and then she apologizes. She's accidentally dealt the blades. It won't happen again. And he makes this comment and says, what on earth have you lived through to be known so nonchalant in this, uh, like, situation? And then... We have a flashback. So Mikasa goes, why do I have to think of you now? Because, you know, she's still got the hots for Aaron. And she knows something's wrong because of, you know, Armin's scream. Um, So then Mikasa has this flashback of when she's a kid. And it's a happy little memory in the beginning of her and her mom and her dad. Her mom looks just like her. Her dad's a blonde man. Uh, and they say Dr. Yeager is supposed to visit today. They're like cross-stitching. They're saying, hey, this is like traditions past. The mom is saying this. Traditions past. Our family has always been cross-stitching. Um, and Dr. Yeager's going to come. And they're teasing. Like Mikasa asks how how babies are made. And then the mom's like teasing the dad. It's, it's a cute like slice of life family moment. Uh, and then they hear a knocking on the door. So we pan to outside, and Dr. Yeager is knocking on the door. We think this is at the same time. Uh, and they're knocking, but no one's answering. So now Dr. Yeager opens the door, and there's just blood everywhere. The dad's body's there, Mikasa's mom's body's there, but Mikasa's missing. Uh, when they're talking outside the door, um, Aaron's like, Grisha tells Aaron, hey, this kid is your age. You'll try and get along with her. And he's like, well, I'll get along with her if she gets along with me. And Grisha says, Aaron, look for the bad in people and expect to find it and you will. Yeah, so I wrote, Aaron is already a brat. <laughs> they're like four and Aaron's a brat. I think they're like six. Um, so they go... How old are they? I feel like they're like maybe eight or nine, ten. That's my, my dog. I'm so sorry. What is happening to your dog? Is he throwing up? No, Hootie has really bad allergies, and sometimes he gets really congested, especially when it's cold outside. He's in, like, we got him all sweatered up and stuff. 
but he gets really bad allergies and then the mucus gets stuck and he's trying to throw it up so he's just he's he can still breathe he's just not comfortable he's like stuck hawking a loogie oh poor baby yeah Will just went over there and he's rubbing his throat. We do rub his throat whenever I have tears. I have tears in my eyes. I'm so sorry, Hootie. He's a very unfortunate little dog, y'all. Oh my gosh. That dog has had like every bad luck stroke in the world at him. Oh my gosh. And there's Steve. We're like, nothing ever happens to Steve, and he's so mean to people. Steve is not mean. (laughs) I thought I thought Will was like rubbing like his chair, like rocking in his chair or something. No, that's just Hootie trying to trying to bark out a loogie. (laughs) If y'all can't hear that, it's the most heartbreaking noise, and I just cried. (laughs) Just so you know, he will be okay. It's totally fine. It's so Please excuse sad. me, I have to text all of my my work children because we're closing the store early tonight and opening late tomorrow due to weather. Yay for y'all though. No, I close. It's not good for me. But that's fine. Oh. Of course that. <laughs> of course you have a closing shift and it doesn't affect you. Oh my gosh. You're lucky. Okay. Between you and Hootie, man, like what what are the odds? <laughs> Golly. I don't know, dude. Story of my life. It's okay. <laughs> I just can't stop listening to it. It's so sad. Stop listening. <laughs> keep keep talking about the children. It's okay. Why? So we can talk about more sad things that are about to happen? Okay. <laughs> yes. Actually, I... Actually, can we pause for like two seconds while I send out this work text? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be just right back. Okay, we're back. So, here we go. Uh... <laughs> They go inside, everybody's dead, Mikas is missing. Grisha tells uh, Aaron to go wait for him at the base of the mountain, and that he has to go get the military police uh, and get them on the case while the trail's still warm. Um, So we see that the guys that broke in and killed everyone has kidnapped Mikasa. uh, And we learn that Mikasa is of Asian descent. They use a different word that I have been told is derogatory. An ugly word, I think. Yeah. I think it's not a great word to say. So I also just wrote down bad word. Yeah. (laughs) So for clarification, I believe this is not a great term to use. But they say oriental. So I'm referencing that as she's of Asian descent. Um, we don't know what country because this is fictional and this is post-apocalyptic. But um, they but want the you to guy, know that like, she literally says there used to be different types of people. Yeah. So they t- they talk about how the world used to be different races, like what we're used to now. But it fell, and now basically they're all of one race because they think it's just that little bit of people that live inside the walls and that everybody all the rest of the world is demolished because of titans so um they're yelling about how he killed the mom and they could have had made more money with both of them alive they're they're human trafficking they they're going to be sold into basically basically sex slavery this is a political context uh this show really likes to do that and I, I think they do it a lot in a pretty good way it gets a little confusing at times but uh this was you know rich people prey on poor people and um it is it is actually 
Oh my gosh, sorry. That was an alarm. I'm so sorry. I need to turn that alarm. Didn't it happen last week too? Yeah, it did. Uh, (laughs) Golly, I still haven't turned that alarm off. What is it for? I don't know. But, um, golly. (laughs) One day I'll remember. Uh, so, and... It's it's horrible. This is a thing that actually happens in real life. It's they fetishize they fetish fetishize fetish fetishize 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 people fetishize people from different countries from certain races. It's it's a problem. So that's what they're referencing here, and the rich people paying to prey on those people. Uh, so Mikasa's mom, we we flash back to when they hear the knocking, and they think it's Dr. Jaeger, and they open the door, and it's those guys, not Dr. Jaeger. So we see that this is at two different time periods, when um, Aaron and his dad are knocking, and when Mikasa hears the knocking on her door. Um, they open the door, and it's those three guys and they just stab Mikasa's dad in the stomach and he falls over. Um, Mikasa's mom sees it happen and fights back and she gets a hatchet to the neck in such a brutal way. Uh, she tells Mikasa to be scared and run. Because Mikasa goes, you're scaring me mom. And she goes, I want you to be scared. I want you to feel this. I want you to run. Be safe. Because uh, sometimes being scared is a good thing. You know, it's a natural mm-hmm. reaction. It's what protects your body. Um, but Mikasa gets frozen in fear and just sees how her parents were killed. Uh, the guy punches Mikasa to keep her in line. Is like, if you get any ideas about attitude, just know this will happen. I think he, like, knocks her unconscious and they tie her up. Um, so Aaron now is walking into this cabin where they have Mikasa tied up. And, you know, he's supposed to wait at the base of the mountain. Does Aaron ever listen to anything he's told? No. So, little kindergartner Aaron also did not listen. So he goes into the... I don't think he's a kindergartner. I think he's like nine. (laughs) I don't know. Like nine or ten. Well, this little Aaron, uh, so he knocks on the door of the cabin. And they open it and they're like, what do you want? And he's like, I'm, I'm a scared little kid and I got lost in the woods. And then they realize, like, oh, he's a scared little kid. They got lost in the woods. So make a scene. He'll go away. Yes, Let's just help him. because this child they have sympathy for. Because what? he's a white child. What? That's why. Racism. Oh, right. Hashtag racism. Uh, he's also a boy. That too. Well, that doesn't always stop people from human trafficking. Uh, You're not wrong. But he's not a pretty boy. He's not Armin. <laughs> Did you see those eyes? He's got gorgeous green eyes. He's not Armin. Sure. I just heard what you said. <laughs> it just processed in my head. I was like, that was a wonderful joke that you're just going to skip it over. It just processed That's in my fine. head. Pretty boy. You're a pretty boy. We'll pay nicely for you. <laughs> okay, so uh, Aaron... We see him, like, sweet talking, and we pan back behind Aaron, and we could see that Aaron's got this knife behind his back while he's like, I'm just an innocent little yeah. kid. And then he just stabs the guy in the throat. Not, like, just the brutal <clears throat> in the throat. Uh, the other guy runs at him, but Aaron still, ha- like, closes the door, like, a little gremlin looking, like, peeking out through the door crack, like, meh, and closes the door. I, also, I love how scared this man is of this child. Yeah, he was like, like demon, demon child. <laughs> like, instantly, he was just like, oh, no, I'm gonna die. Like, he barely fought back. So, like, Aaron, like... like man. <laughs> not for like, demon child, not for demon child, Aaron Yeager. Uh, I, 
Aaron, like, at one point, like, we see, like, he's got the knife, like, taped at the end of this broomstick. How he did that so fast, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and then, like, runs to that dude and stabs him with the broomstick knife, which is, like, a, a bayonet. And then, like, gets the knife off and then just starts, like, scream slasher stabbing, like, beep! Meanwhile, that's psycho. Mikasa I know, is but... like watching and falling in love with him as she's just watching this boy stab. And he, if that isn't a trauma response, he murdered for I don't know me. What yeah, that uh, that's hardcore therapy meeting. Um, so it's he like just... borderline Stockholm syndrome. And <laughs> borderline. Meanwhile, Aaron is straddling this grown adult man, going. <laughs> stabbing him and yelling this is what you get for being an animal die 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 and I'm like unhinged Mikasa has some issues that are about to never get resolved uh (laughs) so then Aaron looks at her and is like the hard part's over oh murder watching the life pour out of someone's eyes I don't care if they're bad like that was brutal um and then unties her. Mikasa very quietly goes, what happened to the third one? Uh, and yeet! Third guy appears and just, like, kicks Aaron across the room and is like, you little twerp. And this is more realistic if you're, like, a seven-foot man and this two-foot child is coming at you. Uh, He just holds him by the throat and is, like, strangling him. And Aaron's starting to go limp and he's, like, yelling at Mikasa uh, what does he yell? Um... He says, the only way to win is yeah. to fight. Take him out to kill or be killed. The only way to live. The only way to live is to fight. And this comes in play in the next episode a lot. Um, yeah. So Mikasa shakily picks up the knife and says she doesn't think she can do this. Uh, but then all of a sudden she has this memory and she goes, I've seen it so many times since the day I was born. Basically, she sees the circle of life. A praying mantis eating a butterfly, her dad killing a duck. She sees that the world is a cruel place, and it's her home. Uh, Mikasa suddenly, like, stops shaking and is in total control of her body. Uh, Like, Aaron goes, you need to fight! And she's like, alright. And then becomes focused and ready. And she snaps, and she kind of gets, like, super strength, and breaks the floorboards, and, like, runs towards that dude, ready yeah, to kill him. Yeah, what is that? What is that? How That's is that possible? For another Maybe season. Maybe a really crappy cabin. For another season. I have good. theories, but we we've only heard okay. the character we'll talk about it later yeah eventually. uh there's another character she's related to that we kind of hear about and we'll we'll break it i think that's like season three we'll, we'll get there yeah it's, uh, it's pretty far yeah um so then she runs at the guy and stabs him in the back but has so much strength, she stabs him through the heart from behind. So that's like spine, ribs. There's Your body is built a lot to protect your heart from like everything. So to get stabbed through the heart from behind is really intense. Um, so then we pan to after the aftermath. The kids are outside around a fire and the military police are looking at everything and they're like, bruh, kids couldn't have done this. This is brutal. 
Grisha's like lecturing Aaron and Aaron's not even taking it from him and he's like they were animals disguised as human and they needed to be put down. I was like if I mean, my why would he though? Why would Grisha think that he would take a minute to listen to him? He just killed two grown men on his own. That's what this I'm saying like he's just discovered his own power. Like if he's just my like, kid no, I don't have to listen to you. If my kid did this like you know people say that they love their kid and I don't have a child so I don't understand that bond. But, like, my little Ted Bundy kid's gonna go somewhere locked up forever with therapy Even or something. Even if they did it for, to save someone else? I mean, this the way they did it is so, like, I get it to save someone else, but then you hovered over them and stabbed them 50 more times saying, die, 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 die? Yeah, there's at, probably something in there. At the least, <laughs> we're going to therapy every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh... But it almost seems like Aaron enjoyed it. So, I don't... I mean, I definitely think that he did. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, Aaron is the worst. I know I'm giving off very conflicting Aaron vibes. Yeah, you are! <laughs> but he's Difficult. awful. And I know... He's, he is awful. And, again, I'm not an Aaron apologist. I just think that at certain moments... I don't know, you're sounding an awfully lot like a Jaegerist there, Lauren. I know that. And I know once that. I tell you my favorite character, you'll know that for sure. Anyway. It's gonna be Zeke. Uh, is it's it? not. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I hate Zeke. You. I like Zeke quite a bit, but we'll go into that later. Every time I... Every time I picture Zeke... No, we can't... No, no, no. This isn't a we spoiler. We can't talk about it. Every time I picture Zeke, I hear the Twilight quote from Rosalie in my head. My monkey man. Uh, <laughs> and no, I, that is the exact that. reaction I have in my body, too. But why is that the, it's whatever. So, um, Grisha yells at him that he's way too young to be gambling with his life. Which is, you know, the story of Aaron's short-lived life that we've seen in these, like, five episodes of everybody going, Aaron, no, and Aaron going, Aaron, yes! Um, so Mikasa asked Dr. Yeager how to get home. She needs, she's cold, she's tired, and there's nowhere else for her to go. She wants to go back to her house. Aaron walks over her, over to her and wraps her in his red scarf. What? In the worst way to wrap this scarf. Like, he covers her face completely. Like, I, I hope you so didn't hard. need to breathe. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, I just, I laughed so hard at how he just, like, wraps this scarf. And at the end, he just, like, throws it over her head. And he's like, it's warm, right? After he just rudely <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's the rudest human being to me, because uh, it makes me so mad all the time. <laughs> I don't uh, think that was being rude there. I think he's just really stupid. <laughs> I just, oh gosh. And a and, child. Yeah, so he he wraps her in his scarf, the red scarf we see her wearing all the time, forever and ever, uh, and says she can keep it and it ought to keep her warm. Uh, Grisha offers for Mikasa to come live with them because she deserves her share of rest. And Aaron goes, what's the problem? Don't even think about it. We've got to go home. Come on. And so that's why I'm like, literally... She went from seeing no murder to all murder in the last 12 hours, man. <laughs> Be nice. I mm, just kid. Just kid. How is he not being nice here? He said, hey. Don't even think about it. So, it's his tone. It's his tone. He's like, come on, we got to go home. 
people and I'm like, I'm telling you, if you watch Patience. the sub, it's completely Pause. different Aaron. Patience. Well, this Aaron if you watch really the fits. It's completely different. We have to stop talking about Aaron because I'm the worst at slipping on surprises and I'm going to slip I something know, from season four. Right now. We don't talk about Aaron. No, no, no. no. We don't I'm talk joking. about Aaron. I can't do this right now. <laughs> it was my wedding day. No, Not. <laughs> it wasn't everything. the cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed. No clouds allowed in the sky. Get out. Stop. Stop it. We can't do this right now. We Little still have a fuck about Aaron. I know. We're, we're, we're like, gonna, we're going to go on for three hours. Oh my gosh. Okay. Please. Okay. So, <laughs> Mikasa, we're back in Trost, uh, and she's just slaughtering Titans left and right. She's like, she's the best. Uh, so, they get everyone out of Trost, and she goes to help the Vanguard retreat. And she says, Aaron, as long as you're a part of my life, I can fight till the bitter end. Well, we got some bad news for you, girl. Uh, so I wrote, my last note on that was, girl has the hots real hard. Um, after credits, uh, it, the quote is, it's a cruel world, but I have a place in it. Mikasa races to the person who makes the struggle worthwhile, only to learn how deep hell goes. And this is when I realized Armin is the one narrating all of the after credit bits. So he's kind of like telling yeah, I, the I story. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I just realized it in this episode. I was like, oh, this is Armin. And basically, all we see... <laughs> This is all I wrote for, like, the, the visuals that we get in the after credit. It's, like, more fighting titans. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> that was it. That was the summary of next episode, titans. <laughs> cool. But I only have two voice actors for this. Usually when I do voice actors, I try to only do people with names, but no new characters had names in this. <laughs> but I did feel like I needed to do Mikas's parents. Yeah. So that's who I did. Okay. So Mikasa's mother was play. Her English voice actor was Colleen uh, Clickenbeard, who is actually a really big like director. Clickenbeard for Funimation. <laughs> Clickenbeard. So that that's really great that she's a director of ADR because she, I mean she's clicking, and I'm sure there's a lot of bearded men. Uh, anyway, go ahead. So sorry, that was dumb. Uh. <laughs> So anyway, she's also the original voice of Riza Hawkeye in Full Metal Alchemist <gasps> 2004. She did all of the ADR for that. She does but she all does the ADR it. for My Hero Academia, and she's also the voice of Momo Yayorozu in My Hero Academia. Okay. But is so, she is she, she Hawkeye in the in Brotherhood? She's not Hawkeye in Brotherhood, only in the original. Okay. Well, I still like um, Momo, so. Yeah. And then the Japanese voice actor was Yuka Hiroshi, and she didn't have anything, so I just put, that's it, folks. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and then uh, Mikasa's father was played, his English voice actor is Jared Green, and he played Wataru in A Cheer Boys, which I'm still to this day hurt by. I watched this entire anime. I say that like it was a lot. It was like 12 episodes. <laughs> cheer but Boys? I was really... It, yes, it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's boy cheerleaders, right? Okay. <laughs> we tend to call those yell leaders or stunters, but all right. Well, no. They, they call themselves cheerleaders. They do a cheer club in high school, and they build up the entire show... The entire show is them building up to this final performance, and I am 
the show itself was very just not great, but not bad. It was like just good enough to where I was like, I have to see how this ends. You know what I mean? So and I, I did just with come Designated off of Survivor. Watch. Yeah. So I just come off of Yuri on Ice Watch and I was like, no, this has to be great. So I'm like waiting for the final performance. They never show the final performance. It turns out the entire time, the final performance was the opening. So they just played the opening again. I was so, so angry, Bridget. I was so I angry. So I hate mad. this anime. I hate it so much. I would be limited. Anyway, that's like how- you don't get something new and special to end it. It's what you've already I'm- seen. Like it still has just. I'm deeply upset. No, rightfully so. Me more I haven't even watched this. it, and um, I feel so much anger inside me for you. Like that's so wrong. Thank you. But uh, he plays Wataru, who's one of the cheer boys, and cheer boys so angry. Uh, he also plays Winters in D. Grayman, and I love D. Grayman, so that was fine. And best of all, he plays Hitoshi Shinzo in My Hero Academia. <sighs> Shinzo Sasagi. And then <laughs> his Japanese voice actor is Daichi Indo, and he plays Ichi Janto in The Shaman King 2021 and twice in My Hero Academia. Oh, and then our. Our mid-season screen, or mid-season, uh, mid-episode screen cards, this time were about ultra-hard steel. So it's a material that is both hard and flexible, allowing, to, <laughs> allowing it to tear through Titan flesh. The single-edged swords that That's use the material are dark. widely known... <laughs> are widely known as anti-Titan weapons. Refining ultra-hard steel requires the use of blast furnaces, which only exist in the industrial city, meaning that they can't be made anywhere else. That entire That's first the screen card. sentence about ultra-hard steel that's flexible and can penetrate Titan flesh. Like, maybe it's because I'm single, I but... Understand. Whoa. <laughs> Alright. Was there so episode seven? <laughs> it's called Small Blade. And, oh, uh, we like here's your Funimation summary. Shut up, Bridget, you pervert. I cannot deal with it. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> he triggered my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> The age demographic that watched this show, they should have known better. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't think this show is I, for children. Me <laughs> trying to hold this in, this, and then you went, alright, small blade. And I was like, made of ultra hard steel. <laughs> don't worry, it's flexible. But when it penetrates it that Titan's flesh... <laughs> It's Come. ultra hard and super flexible. Get my nape. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, after the retreat bell sounds, many cadets find themselves without enough fuel to scale the wall back to safety. Mikasa begins to lose hope once she hears of the death of Armin's squad, but the appearance of a new type of titan strokes her will to fight. We had there to use go. that word. We had to use that word. I don't write the summaries, Bridget. I don't write the summaries. What's her will to fight? Doesn't she wish that was Aaron? Anyway, so Titans first appeared over 100 years ago. (laughs) So basically, they recap us again real hard. 
so okay there's something about this recap though where they like they zoom out and they show the colossal titan and for some reason in this the colossal titan's arms only reach his hips they're like teeny tiny the first and i don't know if they're like that in any <laughs> the way the colossal titan is drawn in the first episode which is the footage they keep reusing is ridiculous <laughs> it's like Someone skipped arm day. It's awful. <laughs> and his legs to butt proportion are really off. Like, he looks like a giant rectangle with a little, little scrawny legs and then a big square butt. It's just like, have they seen a naked person? I know he's missing skin, but the rest maybe should look not. pretty fine. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, so. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to nope. say that. No. Small blades. No. Nope. All right. Uh, Titans first appeared over a hundred years ago. Brute strength of them shoved humans to the brink of extinction overnight. Wall Maria, Wall Rose, and Wall Cena is what they hid behind. Eight hundred in the year eight hundred forty-five, two new breeds of Titan appeared, colossal and armored. Twenty percent of human race vanished that day. Uh, they withdrew behind Wall Rose. Five years later, in 850, Colossal broke the gate again and Titans are flooding in. Two hours later, the evacuation of Tross was complete. No civilian lives were lost, but the same can't be said for the soldiers who died. Here we go! Alright, soldiers, and the- what? <laughs> just like got ahead of myself before my brain could <laughs> understand yeah. what I was saying. Soldiers! <laughs> I was not ready to speak yet, mentally. Um, okay. So, there are soldiers, <laughs> this is the worst. So they're in this basement, and there are these soldiers, yep. and they keep telling the captain that they need him here because there's only a handful of soldiers left, and the captain is retreating further into the walls, and he threatens the soldiers that are questioning him. Basically, this is that dumb captain that we saw when the scouts were coming back that was like, it's all my fault, everybody died, they died for no reason. He's going to go retreat inside and be safe from the Titans and leave all these soldiers here to die. Um, I didn't even put that together that that was him. Yeah. So this is this wow, is their leader. Yeah, he's the worst. Uh, wow. So Mikasa is still zipping around in the rain looking for Aaron, and she's wondering why people aren't going over the wall. That they must not have heard the withdrawal signal. Well, it's because they're all out of gas. Uh, those soldiers that we see um, that are inside telling that captain we need them—they're the soldiers of the supply team. They're at the supply depot, and uh, they're not—they're too scared to leave outside the walls because titans are everywhere, obviously. But now they have all their soldiers stranded, and they can't retreat because they have no gas because the, the supply depot team hasn't gotten to them. So uh, you see them surrounded, and they're like barricaded in this library, and this guy is like you know, stuffing the musket, and that sounded like a euphemism. He's literally, like, stuffing the musket. <laughs> I don't remember what the word is, but the gesture I'm not making is not helpful either. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> you think he's, like, getting ready to, like, shoot the Titan, and you're like, what's that gonna do? And, uh, basically, he shoves it in his mouth, and he shoots himself, and the girl next, there's just, like, four of his teammates sitting next to him, and just have to witness all that. <laughs> um. Messed up. It, it, that part, I remember, I mean, it even shocked me again when I knew it was coming, but I remember the first time I watched that. I, I didn't remember. Genuinely shocked me. Uh, it's, it's rough. Like, you see him do it, and it takes a second for your brain to process what's happening, and then by the time you do it, it happened, and you're like, oh my gosh. Um. So sorry. 
so, um, there, the supply depot, the people in the capital and the captain, uh, b barricaded themselves inside that HQ and they're terrified. Um, they have no gas. Everybody that's stranded out in the city have no gas. They're just sitting on these roofs because they, uh, they can't use their EDM gear to help, like, they can grapple but they would literally be just using their own body weight, and that's going to take just so long, and then you're going to run out of time. Um, that the How they shoot everywhere is through the gas canisters. Uh, so all that's left are the rookies, basically. Uh, Jean is breaking everything down, and is feeling really hopeless. Connie's trying to figure out what to do. They need to get to HQ, but there are literally titans crawling on the walls and walking towards there, because they know there are people in there. Um, and Armin's still just sitting in the corner in pure shock, but Sasha's hopeful and telling him that, you know, like, well, I'll take the lead. I'll go first. Come on. We gotta do something. Like, sweet, sweet Sasha. Um... I highlighted this in blue for, like, fun things that you might want to remember later. Annie asks Reiner, well, do we move out? And he says, no, we have to let them gather up first. Just a little comment happening there on the side. Uh, then Mikasa asks Annie if she's seen Aaron's squad. They say they don't know about him, but they found Armin. Armin's, like, dreading telling Mikasa what happened, and he wishes he died too. Mikasa asks him, you know, where's Aaron? And he looks at her just sobbing and says the cadets of squad 34, I think was their squad number. Thomas, mm -hmm. Billy, I don't know, there are lots of names that I was trying to write down. But Billy? I think, I think they said Billy. I don't know. Uh, Thomas, Milius, Nina, and Nack. Milius. Milius. Okay. There is no Billy. So I got <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Okay, well, that's okay, that's one. <laughs> Only because they went Thomas when he got like smashed. Uh, and someone else. Oh, I wrote and someone else. I was like, I'm not going backwards for this. Uh, and then Aaron all died val valiantly on the field of battle. Armin says he's worthless and he should have died. And it's a really sad moment, but it's a really sweet moment you see from Mikasa. She puts his hand on him and says, "Calm yourself. We don't have time to get emotional." And Mikasa takes charge. She's like, Armin, stand up. And she takes charge in, uh, of all the rookies that are left. She says she's, like, the most powerful. She can slay all the titans in the path on her own. But uh, if they don't go, they're all a bunch of cowards. And she'll see you later. And it's like, what? She Then she yells, like, the only way to live is to fight. And <laughs> my favorite moment after. It's a very uninspiring speech. But it's kind of making a move. Yeah. And my favorite moment is when Jean was like, well, I was hoping for something a little more hopeful, but all right, let's go. So Jean follows her, followed by Connie, uh, and then Annie and Reiner and Bertolt, and then Sasha, then Marco, and everybody else. Um, they realize how great Mikasa, Mikasa, gosh dang it, Mikasa is with ODM gear and jumping around and slaying titans. And they're like, man, she really is like the best of the best. Uh, but Armin is worried she's using too much gas. He says, remember Armin's the smarty pants who really shouldn't be in the he battlefield, but he is really great no. at tactical and intelligence and like, they can use him for sure, but he should not be the one fighting. Um... And I, I, this is where I wrote my note. Honestly, Mikasa's way better without Aaron. Um, so yep, she is. Truth, fact, fact, uh, hard stop. Uh, so yeah. 
Mikasa lets adrenaline distract her from grief, but of course, like Armin said, she runs out of gas and she falls. Uh, she just, like, drops out of the sky and, hit, like, lands in a dumpster. Armin goes after her, and then Connie runs after Armin to help because Connie's a great human. Uh, Mikasa's just laying there and, like, dazed. I mean, I can't blame her. You, when you find out your best friend, love of your life, dies, uh, gruesomely, and you didn't get to say goodbye or anything, like, it's grief. And she's trying to use adrenaline. Yeah, so she's, we all she's know just that. like we've numb. all felt that before yeah. in our lives. She's just numb. Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes your best friend and love of your life just gets eaten. His leg like, gets you know eaten. What? His arm I, gets I gotta eaten. Just then it gets take a beat. Yeah. Take it. Let me. It's really relatable. Yeah, I. So. That was last week. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so. Mikasa is thinking, it happened. Why this again? I've lost my family. Wasn't the first time enough? It's all over. Nothing left for them to take from me. It's really a brutal moment because she has had just like the worst hands given to her. Um, and then all of a sudden this titan starts walking towards Mikasa. And this is where we get our first like little credit break thing. And this is the one where it goes normally. Uh, and then it changes tone and does it again, you know, like when we get Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist! Uh, but this time, instead of the first noise, you just keep hearing the Titan's footsteps walking towards her. It's very chilling. Mm -hmm. They did that really cool. And we don't get a lot of, like, little credit breaks that are different like that. Um, we don't even get credit breaks in Season 4 right now, anyway, so... We know... Nothing helps anyway. Anyway... Uh, so, Titans are literally crawling all over, like, literally crawling over the headquarters walls. And Jean is watching Tom on the ground with that. Is it Tom? Was that what his name was? They say Tom? His name is Tom. I got one. Got one. Uh, You're correct. Thanks, rather than Billy. <laughs> yeah, not Billy. Just that Billy. Milius Billy. Um... Tom's on the ground without there wasn't gas. Even William. Like, I can't even give you that. I don't know what happened there. Uh, a Titan scoops him up and just bites him in half, and these others go to help, and, like, Sean's like, no, stop. But, like, says it really quietly, and then they get, like, eaten up too. Jean realizes that maybe he was really cocky and maybe he is not meant to lead. He should have stopped them. Uh, Marco and Sasha are kind of looking at him in horror. Right, Marco's the freckled one right, we're looking at, right? That's uh -huh. his name? Okay, cool. Uh, That's Marco. So, <laughs> I, Marco doesn't stick in my memory very well for reasons. Uh, so He's stuck in mine. <laughs> for also reasons. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, so, Annie, Reiner, and Bertolt are there too. Uh, Mikasa is thinking, this world is cruel, but it's also beautiful. And then she closes her eyes while that titan's walking towards her, and it seems like she's she's accepting death, and she's just gonna let herself die. And she says, she says, it's been a good life. And I'm like, girl, no it hasn't. You've had the girl, worst You're life. 14! <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Like, move! Like, yeah. Like, girl. Like, you have, you haven't life. even kissed a boy. Let's, let's roll. Come on. Um, we see, like, these blood cells pulsing in her. We'll get to that in season three. Uh, but 
Mikasa all of a sudden slices the Titan's hand with her broken blade, and then the other hand of the Titan starts slapping her around, but she's like trying to dodge, but she's still getting hit. And she goes, why? I had already given up. Why do I keep struggling? Why do I keep getting up? Why am I still fighting? What keeps pushing me? Like, she can't just die. Um, something inside of her is not letting her die. So another Titan steps in behind Mikasa, and we hear Mikasa think about, like, Aaron's voice and memories of telling her to kill or be killed, and her blood does that weird pulsing thing again, uh, and she apologizes to him and says she's, she's through giving up and will never give up again because if she dies, the memories of him die with her. And so now there's two Titans in this alleyway with Mikasa. Um, but then, twist, the Titan that had just stepped behind her, uh, uh, steps right in front of her, sends her flying backwards, rude, um, doesn't hurt her, and then he's, he's, like, really buff, and he's got pointy ears, and he's got this, like, teeth jaw thing, he's got, like, an unhinged jaw with a lot of teeth, uh, oh, this is stupid, look, if you're watching us, that's him, that's there you go. I was like, oh, why am I doing this? Uh, he is who steps, this thingy is who steps behind Mikasa. Uh, and then sends her flying and he screams and it sounds different. It's very interesting sound. Uh, and so we, we assume maybe he's like an abnormal Titan. I don't know. The other Titan kind of like screams at him too. And then uh, that Titan starts slamming the Titan that Mikasa just cut his hand. Uh, and curb stomping his face into the ground until it kills him. Like, he's just stomping on this Titan. And um, Armin finds Mikasa, grabs her, pulls her up on the roof. Connie comes over, too. Uh, and there's Connie's like, great, now we're stuck here with two 15-meter Titans. Uh, but the one with pointy ears and crazy jaw, because this other Titan walks up, uh, and he starts to square up like a human in a fight. This is the... This is the image we see. This is he squares up like this, like like you're gonna be in a bar fight, like a boxer. Yeah. Like, oh, that's better. Yeah, bar fight. Like he's ready. He's ready to tussle. Yeah. Know? He's like, eh, yeah, bring it on, say, bring it on. Like, uh, would you like to play a game of fisticuffs? My fisticuffs, my my dear sir. All of a sudden, his mustache grows and curls on his head. Um, be cute. Kick you. Uh, yeah. so. He, Mikasa explains that that one seems to be different, uh, and he just, it's my favorite moment, he just goes, and like, sucker punches the other Titan so hard that it like, burns his hand off, and the other Titan's head just goes flying and slamming into a building. Like, he punches the head off the Titan. So that Titan falls, you know, their heads can regenerate, so he just starts stomping on the nape of the neck. And so Armin realizes that it has no reaction to them, like other Titans would have swarmed them, because they were loud. And Mikasa says it seems to understand hand-to-hand -hand combat, and like, it knew exactly where to destroy on the titan so it died and it didn't regenerate and then connie says for them to just chalk it up to another abnormal titan um so yeah connie's just like let's just leave yeah uh, he's like, like we can talk about this later <laughs> let's talk about this right now not in a life or death moment uh let's address this tomorrow <laughs> connie connie's not wrong um 
So Armin gives Mikasa his tanks, his gas tanks, and tells her to use the gas more sparingly because everyone's lives are riding on it. Mikasa starts realizing how selfish she was that she didn't even try and lead them correctly, that that she just had no, like, will to save her life or the others. Like, she was responsible for them, too. Um, Armin says he's going to stay behind. He's like, just leave me this small blade, and I, I will just stay here. And, um... And Mikasa won't let him stay behind. She grabs him and is like, no, we're going to figure this out. Mikasa thinks about that pointy-eared titan, uh, but that it struck a familiar chord in her. Something so familiar and primal. Primal. Uh, and she wonders if there's more like him. So after credits, that that's where that ends. Uh, the after credits, uh, the quote is, A titan killing a titan. The 104th class is completely speechless. However, the cadets have something much more in store for them. And the images we see, it looks like they're in a basement and they where they confronted the captain. And they look like they're surrounded by titans and they have muskets, which we know are not very useful. No. Unless you're doing it to yourself. That one seemed to that, that one out. seemed to be pretty uh, efficient in what it was doing. Mm. All right, well, uh, let's go over these voice actors. So the first three voice actors I have, I only have four for this episode. The first three are the rest of Aaron's squad that died that now have names. They didn't speak in this episode. Billy speak, and now their names. So here we go. No, uh, the first <laughs> one is Nack Tears. And his English voice actor is Will Short. Uh, he plays Cancer in Fairy Tale and Glenn McGuire in Dragonar Academy. Fairy Tale. The Japanese voice tale. actor is uh, Tamoyuki Hijichi. 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 Okay. That one was hard. Right, My yeah. mouth doesn't want to do that. Uh, they play Zato in Fairy Tale. So much fairy tale. So much and fairy Ryuki tale. in Assassination Classroom. Uh, then we have Milius Zirmiski. Billy! And his English his English voice actor is someone that we know. It's Joel McDonald, who plays Yuri Rockbell in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, or Winry's father. Yes, so good. We Love know. seeing him in that one. Episode. Uh, he also plays <laughs> Yeah, what a great character. <laughs> <laughs> He also plays Poland in Hitalia Axis Powers, uh, Yuga Oyama in My Hero Academia, or Cannot Stop Twinkling, and uh, Tojo in Fire Force. Yep, duck your head. And then the Japanese voice actor's Sprinkle, name is... Sparkle Navels! Uh, sorry, go ahead. Is <laughs> Kazuhiro Fu... Uh, Fusegawa, I think. And they didn't have anything, so it, I just put nope. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Mina Coralina, her her English voice actor's name is Alexis Thompson. Uh, she's also a nope. I couldn't find, I couldn't even <laughs> find her in a lot of the voice actor things that I use. I, I, huh. And then I went to Wikipedia and I tried to look her up. I couldn't find her there either. So Maybe she was like a sound tech <laughs> or something and they just were like, hey, can you, they can just you, say, can you say this line? Thanks. We have, we have three lines for you, and then you die. Will you do this? Yeah, yeah. One of them is like, yeah, me too. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Okay, team! Um, and then her Japanese voice actor's name is Chika Inzai. 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 These last couple are hard. <laughs> um, A-N-Z. 
A-N-Z-A-I. Anzai? Anzai? Anzai. That, yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> uh, and she plays Kurumi Seijo in Wonder Egg Priority. Uh, Sak- uh, Sakura Nanami. Nanami. Okay, Sakura Nanami in Toilet Bound, Hanako-kun. Remember Toilet that one? Bound? Came back around. Toilet Bound, Hanako-kun, and I cannot tell you anything about it. Okay. Just know that it's an anime, and it's okay. it's a lot. We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> there's Rika, Ada, in Fruits Baskets, and then she plays Barbara in Promised Neverland. And then uh, our last voice actor is for our poorly departed Tom. Uh, he doesn't have a last name. Not Tom. It's just Tom. <laughs> His English voice actor is Tyler Walker, and he plays Scope from Fire Force and Gang Orca from My Hero Academia. Okay, but I love Gang Orca. <laughs> I Gang do too. Is like the coolest dude. He's like mafia, he but is for the good dope. guys. <laughs> he is dope. And then the Japanese voice actor is actually a voice actor I just said, and his name is uh, Shinjuki Sai- uh, Sayaki, and he plays Thomas Wagner in Attack on Titan. So he just plays two Toms oh. that die. Well, interesting. Tom and Thomas. Yeah. And then our mid-episode screens for this, we're talking all about ODM gear, and it's talking mm-hmm. about the main unit. So basically it just tells you that the wires are stored in the main unit. It has two axles that spin independently of each other, and the controller is actually in the handpiece, and it uses gas and the gas is compressed and held in the canisters from which it is injected, and that's what makes them swing forward. So that's that's all it said. All that's called team. momentum, team. The end. Uh, so yeah, those are all all my notes. Um, so next end. week we're gonna watch episodes eight, nine, and ten. Uh, those are all still struggles for trust. Uh, parts four, five, and six. Episode eight is I can hear his heartbeat. Episode 9 is Whereabouts of His Left Arm. It's a great episode. And then episode 10, Answer. <laughs> I like that it's just called Answer. So, it's, where's the question? The question what is... is the, question? the question is Whereabouts are of His Left Arm. Whereabouts. Wait, is it called Answer? Mine says Response. Mine's, mine's Answer. What the heck? <laughs> Funimation.com. I copied these, I think, from Funimation. Maybe I didn't. Mine I did says- it from the fan wiki, so I don't know if it's correct. Let's see. Let's see here. What episode is that? <laughs> 10? <Ten>? response. Yeah. <laughs> Answer. What the heck? Uh, no, no. Oh, well. No, it does say response. Where did I pull answer okay. from? Well, a response is an answer. It is, yeah. Maybe it's, I looked at something that had a weird translation. I'm going to change that to response. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All so. right. But if you loved this two-hour mess of us just <laughs> going on tangents about the equator and how much Lauren is a secret Jaegerist, I guess. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> chew my noodles. <laughs> Next... <laughs> oh what a ride this has been today this has been a good one thank you all for being here we love anime and we love you (laughs) 
Uh, we love you. Uh, we'll see you next week.